You know what? Wait, hold up. I ain't gonna spit because I got way more motherfucking class than you. You know why? That's why I'm not gonna spit in your motherfucking face. Yeah. Is this class? But you know what? You know what? I am, however, gonna fix baby what's going on Shalissa you know it's it's an anniversary of sorts it's probably one of the only ones I'll ever have because a bitch ain't getting married oh god well welcome come one come all to our anniversary edition episode of the cut up it has been one year like time just flies the fuck by welcome to the cut up quinceanera edition put on your dresses get your pinatas and tiaras and we also have an about mitzvah edition too, for the ones you know that rather go shalom, mm-hmm. But okay, we're gonna have them curls in the front with the hat to the back, <laughs> um, you know, just real, real Amish like. You no, know? but I'm really glad that we are here. Like it's officially been a year, and I've done two podcasts before this, and I've never made it a full year with any of my hosts. So. But the gag is you've always had issues with other people because you're fucking crazy. And Virgos, Virgos are very controlling and very creative. So, like, they'll see something. They'll say, no, the sky is fucking green. And you know it's blue. But in their head, they don't see shit else but green. So, um, I'm glad that we were able to make it, unlike the others that fell okay. and couldn't take your shit. <laughs> Don't make it seem like it's all me, cause bitch, you you about five stacks away from a full deck of cards too. What I do? I ain't do shit. You're batshit crazy. Nope, they say shit like it. That's that cancer shit. I am. Speaking of which, your birthday's coming up. What's what's the plans? What's going on? So for my birthday, I'll be out the country. You know what I'm saying? Getting stamped the fuck up. Just kidding. I'll be in Florida. Ha ha ha. So the original plan was to go out the country, but then that kind of didn't work out. Um. It was kind of last minute. I should have been playing my birthday from like the top of that well, was the end of last year to get started, like give me a full six months. But nonetheless, I'm very excited for the plans. I'm going to be in Florida. So if you're trying to fuck, you know, hit me up. Oh, um, my God. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm a Christian. Um, but no, we're going to be in Florida and Orlando for a couple of days. I'm going to do Universal on the day of my birthday. Then we're going to road trip it down to Miami. That's cool, man. Um, yeah, so it's been a minute and we kind of let it linger on purpose. Like we knew that we had the anniversary coming up. Um, and just coincidentally, music had kind of been slow. So we really didn't have much to talk about. Um, and then the last few weeks, things start picking up. But we're like, you know what? We're going to wait. We're going to wait on the anniversary to give them what they need. Um, so we're back. And you guys are going to celebrate. Okay. And y'all going to celebrate with us. And you're going to let us do this show the way that we want to do it today. Because it's our motherfucking anniversary. And ain't nobody going to tell me that we can't do it the way we want to do it. Okay. And if you want the pepper and the juice, that's just the way it's going to be fucking be. There you go. So I spent maybe the last two weeks like just listening to our show all over again from episode one on up mm-hmm. and i want to be the first to say episode one was trash the sound quality was shit um we were kind of all over the place we know what the fuck we were doing episode <laughs> two dramatically got better like 
And we kind of kept the same tone and feel all the episodes through. But some of my favorite moments that we were like that we did and we had seemed to have fun with is when we had like our random trivia games. So in honor of that, I'm bringing that back this edition, and we're gonna have some fun with some trivia. <laughs> I'm always nervous when we do this because I never know what the fuck is gonna come out of either of our mouths. So. <laughs> You know, I'm just geared up for it. I'm just here for the ride. I came because I heard it was free food, so fuck it. <laughs> okay, so here we go. The first one is called This or That. Y'all should remember this from one of the first five episodes. Um, and so here we go. Dawn or Palmolive? Ugh, Dawn. <laughs> okay, what do, you, what do you mean? You want your grease broken? As is, okay? <laughs> Palmolive is for the hood people, okay? <laughs> Because you can get that shit from Dollar General for $99.99. Yeah, you got to go get you the special edition Dawn, the one that advertises it. It saves the little chicken. Yep, bitch. Okay? From Oil Slicks. That's the right. one. I'm contributing to the world. What the fuck is y'all doing? So I'll pay that $349 easily. Right. Um, J-Hud or Fantasia? <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen, I love both of them. Um... But I'm gonna have to give it to my girl Fanny. Yes, so you smarter than you look. All right, rough sex or slow sex? Rough sex, please, for five hundred dollars. <laughs> Nini or Phaedra for the Nini. read for the read effect of it all. For the read effect, I mean, they both know how to read, but I feel like I've gotten a lot of my swagger when it comes to reading from Nini. So I'm gonna go with Nini. Okay, Crest or Colgate? Crest. Okay, I, mm, I think I can fuck with that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you got to get the Crest 3D white. That's the one I was thinking of. I'm like, which one of them got the 3D white? Because that's the one that works the best. So, yes, Crest is... Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and speaking of... <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Wait a minute now. <laughs> Saying that we're on things that have to do with the mouth. Oh, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> Spit or lube? I refuse to answer that question because <laughs> I have a patient to keep. And I'm just like, when we go back and when we actually talk, because I've had people that have been interested in hearing the podcast. I don't want the first thing they hear is me talk about spit on it. <laughs> uh oh, we're gonna go ahead and we're going to skip past that one. Spit and sit are lube and smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, you are no fun. You could have easily answered that. So next we have uh, Legend or Chopped, which was another fun one that we did. And we're going to kick this off with Cyburns herself, Ashanti. God. What are we thinking? So I want everyone, before I answer this, to realize that while Ashanti may not be the biggest R&B star there is, she has set a lot of records. Um, and let's be honest before Beyonce swooped up in 2003 Ashanti was that girl for like that 2001 to 2003 kind of couple of years so I'm going to give Ashanti legend Hmm. Uh well alright then Um, Adina Howard (laughs) (laughs) she uh let's Cause I got me African until the day until the dawn, and we got pop pop. Yes, I'm going to give. A, she's giving legendary bops, but she's chopped. Okay, Eve, definitely chopped. What? Yeah. Eve. Oh my nigga. 
think of hold on now when you think of female hip hop you i honestly think of missy elliott i think of Nicki minaj i think of salt and pepper i think of queen latifah i think of all these little kim i think of foxy brown i think of all these people before i think of eve so nah she can shake her tambourine right at the philly wick station <laughs> <laughs> and we'll we'll finish this. Oh, baby. Let, <laughs> <laughs> bitch, let me tell you something. A bitch like Eve might be from Philly and may have been in the Wick line at some point in her life, but she got smart, married a millionaire, so she'll never visit those neck of the woods again. Unlike Lil' Kim, whose house just got foreclosed. All I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Well, all of us can marry rich dick So, I mean, shout outs to her for getting it Well, for those who can, congratulations <laughs> um, Speaking of Lil' Kim, next on the list of Legend or Chopped is Faith Evans Ooh, that one's spicy mm, um, Saucy Faith is amazing, but I can't give her Legend, so I guess I'll have to give her Chopped Yeah, I can't give her Legend either She was married to a Legend, but I yeah. think that's the closest she ever gonna get to that title Faith has had some really good hits and her first album as a whole was very strong, but I can't say throughout her entire career she's just been legend. She gives me opening act and, you know, probably opening act before 112, which is crazy because she's been out longer. So, um, I'm gonna go ahead and give her chop, even though I fuck with you, Faith. Shout out to you, girl. Okay. Um, the Cheetah Girls. By the fuck by James. What? You gotta throw some some cliffhangers in there. Um Chop Chop. <laughs> Casey and JoJo. Chopped as fuck. Damn, like without a second thought? Without a second thought. Alright. Jill Scott. Now, we, gotta, we gotta recognize, hold on, we gotta recognize that Casey and JoJo is a different entity from Jodeci, okay? Okay, so would you Jodeci- give Jodeci legendary? Oh, I'm giving them chop too. Nah, bitch. Now, come on. Shelly, Shelly. Look, legend requires like look, legend requires (laughs) to me a legend is somebody that's cross continental. And when I say cross continental, I feel like that white people, Hispanic people, Indian people, Japanese people, all motherfucking people around the world know who you are and respect your work. Bitch, I'm sorry. And you think Ashanti fits that bill? I do. Huh. All right. She's put shows in other continents. So what's up? I mean, and Casey and JoJo have too. Case closed. Next case. Okay. Um, Jill Scott? Legend. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't give her chopped. That's because I'm going to give her legend. Like, I would love to put her somewhere, like, in the middle, closer to the chopped side, but I can't say she's chopped. T.I. Legend. I'll give you that one. That's the only one. I don't think... I think Ashanti has broken records for sure, but legend, like people will remember her 20 years from now? Nah. Um, yeah, I don't think Ashanti's music can stand the test of time like other people. Well, I don't think T.I.'s music can either, but he definitely is like a southern legend. That was that. Um, what were we... I went, hold on, now I do have some for you. Oh. Well, now that I came prepared for, I, I cliff noted the night before. <laughs> Um, so I'm gonna just give you a few and see where your head is at because you know we know you a uh, auntie music bitch anyway. That's so fine. we'll see how <laughs> we'll see how you get down. Okay, first okay. one is going to be Candy, Candy, Candyland, the, the board game, <laughs> as in O L G the scheme. That no ma'am, taught. no ma'am. Mm-hmm. You giving Candy chop? I give Candy businesswoman of the life of of, of our generation, but legend no, no, fuck out of here, no. 
Mm-mm. About all the like stuff that she's done as far as writing. Though. Congratulations, legend. No, because when I, I'm sorry, when I think of Candy's discography, whether it's as an artist or a writer, her music is very time period ready, and that's it. Like no scrubs, no scrubs could not survive in this climate. Um, say my not say my name. Bills, bills, bills. Great song, but it can only survive in the '90s. Like Candy made music that was relevant to a certain time period. And it does not stand the test of time. Oh, contrary, because I do feel like Bills, 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 and No Scrubs, and a lot of the shit she's done can stand the test of time because it still gets played today. Now, if your question is, or your statement is in regarding, like, if it was released today, I mean, granted, everything is different and everything is era-based. So, of course, something that came out in 1995 is not going to have the same appeal to people if it came out in 2018. However, I do think she has made some timeless hits, so let's not take that away from her. But does that make her a legend? I never said that. I'm just saying let's not take away her claim to fame. I'm not. I said I think that she's businesswoman of a generation. I think that she's had bops. Like, she's a good... I don't want to give her too much as a writer. Um, Candy knows how to make commercial R&B. All right. Well, we're going to go to the next because I'm tired of talking about the bitch. Uh, TLC. Legend. And we just had this conversation this morning. I know you don't feel the same way for some odd reason. But they are legendary. Okay. Um, 702. Mm-mm. Kaya Shimon. Kaya that you used to love and, love and know? Uh, my neck, my back, Kaya. Oh yeah, no, no. Okay, mm-hmm. DJ Khaled. Uh, he getting there. I wouldn't give him legend quite yet, but when it's all said and done, I really do think DJ Khaled will be a legend. Okay, and then the last one is Home Wrecker Dyke Keys. Jesus Christ, Marcus, really? What? Can you not call her by her stage name at the very least? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Can you not call her what they call her at, when they call her up to the stage, please? <sighs> Stiff leg keys. Okay. Um, Alicia Keys is a legend. I would love to see Alicia in like a hot lesbian type porn. Like, I feel like she knows how to scissor the fuck out of a bitch. Ew. I, just I feel see... like Spence low key bends over and she's the top. I just see 70s unshaved bush and I'm oh. not here for it. <laughs> you know how the women in the 70s are real earthy and very gypsy like? Um, I wouldn't know because I was born in 90, but... I just feel like Alicia don't ever shave down there. It's musty like Arab. And I just... Oh my God. (laughs) Baby. You can save... This is so mean. (laughs) You can save that motherfucking porn. I don't want to see that shit. I can't make the shit up that comes out of your mouth. (laughs) Okay. All right. No disrespect to that. You just got to answer to who you got to answer to on Judgment Day. That's it. All right, here we go. Keeping it back to our regularly scheduled program. Of course, it's our one-year anniversary, and we're going to do a couple things a little special for y'all. But the core of who we are, obviously, are music lovers and connoisseurs. So we do have a few new beats that dropped um, within the past couple of weeks since we talked to y'all last. And one was an album that I brought to our table because we typically discuss, obviously, before we do the show, what songs came out, what albums came out, what we want to discuss. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that I wanted this artist on the list uh, <laughs> because I never really fancied this artist at all when she was doing her first, first stuff when she first came out, as well as when she became a little reality hoe on Love & Hip Hop. But... Cool. 
first up is Miss Bridget Kelly. Um, and she has a new album out called Reality Bites. Yes. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think that this is her strongest material that she's released in her entire career. At least the strongest that keeps up with the times. I feel like when she first came out, she was a little doo-wop, pop-poppy, a little, you know, everybody has that ballad where it's like, hey, love me, and I'm going to talk about how my heart's broken, all that shit, but I feel like she came out trying to be like everybody else, but she's finally got into a lane where she's giving me her, I feel like, which is why the album's called Reality Bites. I'm going to ask you a, a question that, that leads into an overall question. Um, as a fan of music, what are your three requirements that an artist give you, that, that an artist has to give you in order for you to love their shit? I need, typically, I need a dope-ass beat. Okay. So I love, I, the producer can make or break something for me. Um, I love an artist that shows range on songs. So when you give me runs and you give me the highs and the lows, mm-hmm. that usually does it for me. And the third thing, I mean, I like the songwriting, but a lot of times I'm listening to the beat over the actual lyrical content, if that makes sense. So I'm kind of like a beat hoe. Um, so I know for you, it's kind of the polar opposite because you like to decipher the words over the beat. Am I correct? Correct. Right, so I think I'm a little bit of the opposite. So I kind of can see why you would not fancy this album in a way because it's a little more focused on 2018 R&B mainstream type sound versus, I guess, actually deciphering and giving y'all lyrical depth. So it sounds like you are a fan of production, rhythm, and vocals. Yeah, pretty much you can say that. So you feel like she gave you all three of those on this? I do. Huh. (laughs) (laughs) okay i absolutely do um some of my favorite standouts on the album my favorite is a track called pipe dreams um it is very 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 moody (laughs) like it gives you it, it gives me emotion and, you know, especially as a cancer, you know, a lot of times we do feel emotion. But I feel what she's saying. I feel like a lot of this content on the album, she really was opening up and being real. And I feel like Pipe Dreams has a lot to do not only with her love life, but also her career. Because she feel like she was sold these fake-ass dreams of what could be. And I appreciate an artist that can come out and vocally talk about what they've been through. Especially through their music. Um, as an independent artist, so I really love that song. You know, it's funny um, that that's your interpretation of it because mine was completely different. What was yours? And maybe I wasn't listening the way I should have. But what I got from it was she was using pi- like pipe as a metaphor, like most women do, like dick equals pipe. And so I felt like she was saying he his shit is so good that she he's selling her pipe dreams. I mean, I can kind of see that being interpreted as that, well, if we're going to go with the more metaphorical approach to it. But I think that just listening to the overall album, like, it starts off with this song called Little Did You Know. And it really does sound like a poem that she just was writing about her struggles as an artist and not getting to be where the fuck she thought she would be at this point in her career. And she's just like, little did you know, I almost gave the fuck up and I was over it. And so I feel like a lot of this album is a lot of hurt 
and pain over a lot of things she's went through. And um, that's why I'm kind of surprised that you don't really go with it because you know you a heartbreak hotel type motherfucker. <laughs> so that's why I guess I'm surprised that you, it's not your judge. But nonetheless, um, I think I like. I, I don't think there's a song on the album I don't like. That's interesting. I probably like five songs. Um, <clears throat> I love Happy for Me. I, <clears throat> I love Into the Gray, Sedated, Should Have Been You, and No Apologies. But other than that. I've been a fan of Bridget Kelly's for a while, so I love her, all of her previous work, especially the EP she released called Cut to Bridget Kelly. Everything on it was fucking fire. This felt a little flat to me, and I know that recently she transitioned from being on a label to being independent, and it sounds like you hear that transition. It sounds like she went from getting production from Swiss Beats to getting shit made, especially for her on a VTech computer. I, I don't know. I, I, the production sounds cheap to me. Um, the lyrics are still there because at the end of the day, she's a writer. But when you have like 16 songs on an album and only like five, it's a little problematic for me. Yeah, I mean, I can't I can't knock you for your opinion. You know, normally I would drag you, but I'm not going to drag you this time. And the only reason I'm not going to is because this is the first body of work from Bridget Kelly that I actually liked. I remember back in the day you did, even when we lived in Chicago, you used to bump Bridget Kelly. And I was like, this old sappy ass, <laughs> whack ass, trash ass hoe. Like, why the fuck do we want to listen to Bridget goddamn Kelly? But... I was actually kind of surprised when I pressed play on this album thinking I was going to be skip, 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 and I actually enjoyed it all. Um, another honorable honorable mention I want y'all to listen to, especially to my 420 enthusiasts out there, um, track four is called Something, and it just gives me major vibes. <laughs> major vibes. So listen to the album. Let us know what y'all think. Um our at name is at the cut up podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you slide in our comments, mention us, let us know what y'all think because I really do want to know what more main what more people think about this album since it's not something that's mainstream out there right now. I agree. Um, moving on to the next album that came out this week, um, and it's honestly a really interesting way that it was released. Um, it was released as a four part EP that makes up an entire album, um, and it's your girl Jesse J. Um, so just a little bit about the way she released it. She legit released like four track, four four track EPs um, that make up her album. I thought that was a really cool thing to do. Um, it's funny the concept was cooler than the album. So yeah, the album's called Rose, right? Yeah, the album's called Rose, and each letter represents the different EP. Like I think the first one is Realizations, the second one is Obsessions, the third one is Sex, and then I think the last one is Empowerment or something like yeah, that. You got all of them. And I know, good job to me, right? Because okay. um, <laughs> my ass would be like, R is for Rosa, O is for Oppression, S is for Samsonite, E is for Expiration. <laughs> e is for Exit before I beat your bitch ass the fuck up. Okay. Uh, but no, I totally, totally, totally agree with you. I think that the concept is dope as shit. Um, EPs are in right now, like whether you like it or not. Um, to be as successful, I feel like in this industry, it's good to keep your fans entertained at least while you're working on your main body. So EPs and these extra singles that these artists are coming out with, I think is amazing. I like the concept as far as the content. 
I listened to all four EPs, and I can't say I remember a single song okay. outside of the uh, the lead single, Queen, and that's only because they're trying to promote the fuck out of it. See, I don't even but, like um, that song. I like the other. Yeah, lead. I don't like it like that either. Yeah, I like the other lead single, Not My Ex. That does it for me. Like, Jesse sings down on that song. The beat is very, it's, a, it's acoustic, but there's a bass in there that, like, knocks. And so I love that song. Um, outside of Not My Ex, I like Petty. In real deal. That's it. So it sounds like that you are a fan of the obsessions side because that's where all those come from. Okay, well, there we go. What you obsessed with? Uh, not this album. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe just her vocals. Like, if nothing else, Jesse can give you a nasty-ass vocal. Um, She's been out for a while, and I can't... I can't point at one of her albums and say job well done. She's had good singles, um, yeah. but complete bodies of work. She does not know how to put them together. I really wish that somebody would get with her and just kind of like, I don't know, strip, strip her down or something like give her, give her something, something to feel. I almost feel like when she did the song with Ariana Grande and Nicki Minaj, that was like an accident. Like she didn't expect to get a hit and just kind of accidentally stumbled onto one. And so then, um, people were looking at her for an album, and the album just fell flat compared to that song. Yeah, I surprisingly, again, agree. Um, I think that the thing about Jessie J that differentiates her from other artists is she has the voice and the vocal range of, let's say, a Brandy yeah. with the strength of an Aretha Franklin. Yes. But her look gives you, you know, something like, I don't know. It gives you milkmaid. Milkmaid from <laughs> Wales, England. I'm telling you. Like, she. <laughs> it's something about her look. She just doesn't look like how she sounds. So I think that that's the thing that her label and her team probably has a hard time doing because they want to give her this soulful, strong material, but she doesn't have the look that would sustain in an R&B soul-only genre. Mm -hmm. So I think they try to play on the fact that, oh, she's a white girl from England, so let's give her some upbeat pop, too. And I do agree. I think Bang Bang was definitely an accident. I think when Ariana and Nicki jumped on it, that solidified that it was going to be a hit more, yep. but I didn't think that it was going to do as big as it did. Bang Bang knocks, first oh, of all. knocks to this day. So, <laughs> Um, she really got lucky with that one but again with this EP I don't see it doing anything I don't see it selling anything mm -hmm. um, but I mean if she does a free concert at a festival I'd go support she's supposedly going on tour child the Rose tour so you know again I said if she was doing a free <laughs> festival <laughs> I would have said, and you're right, she is doing a Rose tour I just saw she announced that and she's going on the tour with our boy Ro James really? Yes, he's gonna be the opening act. Now I him, like I'm fucking okay. Now she should be opening for him or closing, closing the damn door, right? Because mm -mm, I don't want to hear nothing off of this. The only thing I will actually want to hear Jesse J sing in the concert is "Bang Bang," and that's it. Like I, I don't remember anything else from. Yeah, no, I don't. Mm -mm. Okay, well, speaking of EPs, um, there's a new artist um, on our our list. And Marcus brought her to my attention. Her name is Baja Rodriguez. <laughs> say it with Baja Rodriguez. Well, unfortunately, that's not how you say it. What, Baja, bitch? Is it really? Yeah. Don't I tell me it's, it's Baja. Beja. I think it's, it's Baja. Jesus. 
or something like I had to listen to an interview and have the interviewer say her name for me to make sure that I was saying it correctly when we got on. But yeah, I think it's either Baja or Beja, one of those. But yes, you're right. Baja Rodriguez. Exactly. So I brought this one to the table, but I'm curious as to first, what are your thoughts on it? <clears throat> so I don't hate it. I just don't care. <laughs> Is that just as bad as hating it? No, I mean it's it's okay to feel indifferent about. Stuff I just I, I don't know. You know how I am about everybody sounding like everybody, and she is nothing about her. This project that makes her stand out from the crowd. She easily bleeds into a Kalani. She easily bleeds into a Justine Sky. So yeah, she she I don't know. She came. She comes from OMG Girls, right? Yes. So she was originally one of the uh, OMG Girls, along with Zonique. And um, I think originally it was Lil Wayne's daughter. What's her name? Regine? Yeah, it should have started and stopped there. <laughs> yeah. I think Zanique is more talented than Baja. No. Yeah. No. First I song. definitely cannot agree with that. I listened to Zanique's EP a while back when it came out, and it did nothing for me. I listened to Beige's EP, and the first time I listened to it fully through, I was shook. Shook? I was shook. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, why do you do this to me? It's like you be setting me up to go off. I'm not. I'm not playing with you. Oh my god! Should I think that the EP gives me? It gives me real young grown woman. Like I can hear the fact that she's trying to get out of this whole. Hey, I was a child, thirteen year old, rapping about Gucci this, Gucci that, because it really gives me like, hey, I'm a smoke weed, I'm a pop my pussy, I'm gonna stay out drinking because I'm grown as fuck now, and I'm gonna do what I want to do. Um, the EP is called Take Three, and I think that's because she's had two other EPs out before this, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, it, the title's not very clever in my eyes, but nonetheless, it is the strongest out of all the stuff she's come out with. Um, one of my favorites on this album is a song called Detach, and I think it resonates so well with me because I find myself in a lot of situations with people, things, situations that I don't feel are good for my energy. I'm just look, we got to cut this the fuck off. And I really do feel like that's what that song is all about. And then there's another song called Unavailable, which just made me... I was in my living room the other day jumping around to that song. I just think she bodied this. Okay. I mean, when we on, we on. But when we off, damn it, we are fucking off. Because I don't see anything about her or this project that um, is better than that that album, that project that came out like three months ago by the chick named TXS. Who? TXS or TSX, one of them. Oh, I don't know who that is. Yes, you do, bitch. Because, oh my God. you Are you are you being for real? Are you trying to play for a bald head? I think that I know who you're trying to talk about, but I if that's who it is, uh, I barely listened to that shit because it was nothing. Yeah, there's no difference. No. Whatsoever. Let's talk about pending. Let's. Where do you want to start? At the real music point, or... How it's nothing. Compared to Baja? (laughs) It compares to Baja. Oh. Oh, okay. You wish you could have an EP like that. I actually don't. Which is why I didn't. (laughs) So here we are. So here we are. Look at you. Mm -hmm. Sounds like me and Baja are both pending, huh? (laughs) Um... She's actually on the verge. <laughs> on the verge of what? Never getting signed? Superstar. 
Right, right. Well, good luck, Baja. You know, if nothing else, nothing else. All right. So, on all three albums, we have to give our cut up or cut off. What are you giving Bridget Kelly? I think Bridget Kelly is a is a cut a cut on, but turn it down to a mid level. Let it simmer in the background. Okay. Well, I'm going to give it a cut all the way up and put the bitch on repeat and let it go through one more time. Jesse J. Um, cut off. Maybe turn it up when you're abroad, but when you're over in these nope. here parts of the States, you turn that shit on down. I don't want to hear it at the royal wedding. Cut that shit the <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> um, Baja. I would say, you know, if you are between the ages of 18 and 21, turn it up. If you a grown-ass bitch like myself with real bills and real problems, turn that shit down and get back to your motherfucking life. I'm too old for that bullshit. Girl, what? What are you talking about? What? What do you mean? What are you saying? She did a really good job. Um, For those of y'all, I would say if you're interested in artists like the Tanache's, like the Scissors, like he said, the Justine Sky type vibe, I think you'll enjoy it. So take three, Baja uh, Rodriguez. I'm going to give it a cut all the way up. Um, And yeah, that's just what it is. I think mistake number one with take three is the fact that she's on the front cover with fucking mushroom caps over her nipples. Okay, so I was confused because I didn't know if there was caps over her nipples or if that was just actual areola we was getting. Baby, I'm 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 enlarging the picture now. Let me see, because this is a fool. She has on a rainbow pleather skirt, and she said that her mother designed or styled her. Yo, mama put you out there like that. Why? What a mom! You didn't even respect your daughter. Oh no, bitch! This is full blown areola. It's areola, right? Oh, that's areola. I thought that was it. What it is, is she has on a um, a bedazzled bra of sorts. And and why her titties flat? She has on an infamous Riot Mesh original. Oh, she looks a mess. She has on a, <laughs> she got on one of the mannequin wigs from H&M. Oh my god. And this bra, this bra is deceitful. Ooh, girl. Have some class. I'm still kind of shook that that's Ariola, but hey, shout out to her. Yeah, that's straight up Ari. It really, right. Oh my god, it really is. You looking at it? Yes, and mm-hmm. like it's poking through the chains. She giving titties and ch- titties, chains and pleather. Wow. All right now. Well, well gotta, all right then. You gotta do what you gotta do in these streets. Um, so seeing that we covered our albums and we have other things to get to, we're gonna do a. A rapid single review. So we'll go through these singles really quickly. We'll ask each other what we think. We'll give it a yay or nay, maybe a few comments, and we'll move on. Um, so, you want me to kick this off? Go ahead. Christina Aguilera with Accelerate. Different. Yes. Fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, upbeat. I can hear it on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's catchy. Yes. So I'm going to give it, I like it. I enjoy it. I, I think actually that it's a do good too. Story. And I think two chains on there is a highlight moment. Are you excited for the Liberation album? I'm very excited for the Liberation album. I'm excited for the Liberation tour as well. Good for you. Keep that spirit going. All right. Rita Ora <laughs> with Girls. It's Hated actually... It. Damn. It's actually Rita, Charlie XOXO, Gossip Girl. Um, what's the other bitch's name? BB Rexa and Cardi B. Um... 
I love it. Somebody, I was so surprised. I loved it because when I saw it come out, I hated dust just because all the white power on it. And then I listened to it on Spotify, and I think I don't know. It knocks to me. I love it. So there you go. Um, Either personality on this song had the ability to save it. The shit is whack. It should have never came out. And if it did come out, it should have just came out as a leak. Um, I don't find any entertainment in it at all. Um, all right. Shout out to Gambino with This Is America. I like it. I love the video more. That's it. I was going to say agreed. And then I had to think about it. I would, I don't know. I like the song by itself, but the video leaves a lasting impression. J-Lo De Nero featuring Cardi B and DJ Khaled. Y'all gotta stop putting Cardi B on these songs and thinking they're just gonna go platinum because Cardi B is on there. Cardi B is... Yeah, she ain't got that much clout yet, so I don't know why they're doing that. Yeah, leave that bitch back. Let her have her baby, okay? Stop trying to put her on these promo singles and have her promoted. Y'all know she's not gonna be able to do the performances on Good Morning America with y'all because she's finna go into labor. Just leave her the fuck alone. Um, As far as the song goes, I like it. It's not... It don't give me Louboutins. Oh! (laughs) Okay. Okay. It don't give me Louboutins. It don't give me get right. But I'll get right. I'll I'll say that this is okay, and I'll just kind of leave it at that. I haven't seen the video yet. Yeah, this is not okay to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get the point. I don't know. She's done a lot. She she's a legend. I'm over on the entertainment industry. She's a legend. She might be a a, a legend in the Mexican community, but not in these hair parts. She's not Mexican, baby. What is she? She's Puerto Rican. Mexican. So are my Barriqua brother and his sister? <laughs> I have nothing to do with that bitch. <laughs> with that being said, on the tropical flow of things, uh, the last one at Pharrell featuring Camila Cabello. I don't give a with, shit. Uh, sangria wine. I don't give a shit. It's basic. Like her. It's it's very basic. It's 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 elementary. Yeah. Um, it's rud- rudimentary. That, I'm upset that Pharrell's attaching his name, not only attaching his name as the producer, but attaching his name as an artist on there with her. Because the, I, now, mind you, I like Camilla. I want her to fail and I want her to win at the same time, which is very weird. But I just don't. Have, this it don't do nothing for me. No. 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 Um, oh, no. I, I added this one at the last minute, but Big Bank with two chains, Yo Gotti, Big Sean, and Nikki. It's there, right? Like, it's nothing special about it at all. It's yeah. just there. Yeah. And the thing is, I feel like sometimes you can tell when Nikki really fucks with a song or when the check that's clearing is worth it <laughs> because she'll give you bars on this one. This is probably Nikki's most lackluster performance I've heard on the song in the past. 10 years of her being out. Yeah, she kept the same um, rhythm the entire verse and everything. Like, she didn't switch it up. She gave you Kmart vocals. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so. But I can't even be mad at Nikki because my thing is, like, if y'all not fronting the big bills, like, okay, I'm going to give y'all real EP. I'm going to give y'all real mixtape. Hmm. Okay. So, Getting through all of our typical stuff onto our two major celebratory topics. Um, because like I told you at the beginning, we're gonna do what we're gonna do. What do you mean? 
And so this is us having fun with each other. And we thought it would be cool to come up with these two categories um, that kind of like embody us the most. Up first in this anniversary special for two is the soundtrack of our lives where we put together a playlist of sorts of what songs would reflect our lives from beginning up until now. So do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll let you go first. Okay. <laughs> so number one, the name of my soundtrack is called Memoirs of a 773 Diva. Oh my God. Okay. Number one on my soundtrack is CC Peniston Finally. I remember being three years old and that's the first song that I actually memorized. Okay. Are you laughing at me, bitch? I'm not laughing. I'm listening. Uh-huh. Uh, second would be TLC Creep. By this point, I'm like four or five, and that was like one of the first hits of my lifetime. Um, then we have Aaliyah, One in a Million. I remember that song like it was yesterday, I think mostly for the video. And I found Aaliyah extremely sexy, even at seven. Um, then I, <laughs> I have Monifa Touch It. <laughs> <laughs> And the only reason I have this is because this was my mama's motherfucking jam. My mother had oh, your a, mom is a freak. I was just gonna say my mom had a like a tendency of liking songs that were like extremely bad for a mother to like and for her to play in front of her child. So mm-hmm. Touch It was one of them. Um then my next one is Brandy Angel in Disguise. This is when I first got acquainted with Brandy. Like I know she had had an album before this, but this is when I fell in love with her. Um then we have Destiny's Child Say My Name. Cisco Thong song. Quick story with Cisco Thong song. I loved this song so much that I thought in fourth grade that it would be appropriate for me to sing this song at the talent show. I'm screaming. <laughs> um, I have a Lil on my list again coming in with um, We Need a Resolution. Um, love that video as well. Lil was good, like really good for videos and giving you lasting images. So We Need mm-hmm. a Resolution did that for me. That entire video was fucking sickening. Do you agree? I do. Okay, just making sure. I think that everything she did from that last album, it, it kind of hurts me because that was her her best body of work. I agree. And she didn't even get to see it come to fruition the way it did. Um, Brandy comes in again with Full Moon. Not the album, well, the album itself. I mean, come on, Shelly. But the song... <laughs> A full moon. Something is just very sexy and melodic about that fucking that song. Uh, I don't want to say unfortunately, but unfortunately, Brandy was pregnant during this video, and I just feel like it could have been a better video had she not been about five months. Um, but nonetheless, epic song. Next, the next song that I remember that really impacted my life after 2002 when Full Moon came out <laughs> was Beyonce with Irreplaceable. Don't know why. Oh my god! But the crazy thing is, I didn't even like the song when it came out. Um, and then my one of my best friends, who's still my best friend to this day, I called her one day. I'm in high school. I called her. She didn't answer the phone, as usual. And on her voicemail was irreplaceable. And for some reason, that's when it stuck for me. And that's when be, that's when Beyonce became everything to me. So um, next, T-Pain, buy you a drink. And the only reason this is on my list is because this was around the time, I think I was 17, and everybody at school started getting cars. And everybody would, like, be showing off, like, pull up into the the school parking lot, windows down, music blasting. And this song was out, and I wanted a car so fucking bad so I could bang this and look like everybody else. <laughs> so this sticks out to me for that very reason. Um, I only got a few more. Um, Damn, how many do you do, 18? Can, can you, can I live? 
I thought it was 10. Can I live? Do your thing. T-Pain, Chopped and Screwed is the next one. Um, after T-Pain, Chopped and Screwed, we have Drake, Better Find Your Love. And that's only because I was in college and that was the first time I ever fell in love with somebody. And that song sticks out. Um, then that falling in love turned into, turned into disaster. And Best Thing I Never Had became my next song that I was like crazy about. Sang that all summer of 2011. Yeah. Um, Wale featuring Usher Matrimony sticks out because that was the second time I had fallen in love. Um, so that was our, our jam. Um, and the last two songs will be Beyonce Pray You Catch Me and Scissor Broken Clocks. Well, goddamn, 20 tracks later, finally reached the end. Thanks, Marcus. Good Thanks job, for- Shelly. Thanks for the support. Thanks for being a friend, a stand up gal. Thanks. No, I really enjoyed your list. Um, I actually was laughing at some of them because some of them were actually stand out for me, too. So that was pretty dope, especially because, you know, we didn't know each other during high school, college, stuff like that. We didn't know each other until after college. So it's kind of funny to think of how close we closer. I okay. mean, I don't know if it's possible to be closer, but closer we would be had we even been friends since like elementary type shit, you know? Yes. Um, so that's pretty dope. As for my list, mine isn't as long because I was told we were doing a 10 song soundtrack. <laughs> but obviously, you know, that doesn't apply to select bitches. So um, my first song actually is kind of just like your first song. It was the song I think I had to be like three years old. And my mother said every time that song came on the TV, I was in front of the TV and performing and getting my life, which is fucking hilarious to me. But it was I'm Every Woman by Whitney Houston. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And for some reason, that was just my motherfucking shit from like the time I could walk. So I had to put that on there first. Um, I'm not really going in chronological order of my life, but I'm just kind of giving it to y'all. The second one I had was Deja Vu by Beyonce. Of course. That came out. That is still to this day my favorite, favorite, favorite Beyonce song ever released. Um, it's something about that song and the way that her vocals just rise on it. I remember I was 16 and it was my first time going on a plane. I had went to Florida for my birthday, coincidentally. And I remember that she performed at the BET Awards. That's when she had that afro. And it was so different from every other performance because she didn't stress on the background dances and stuff like that. It was just her and the band. Yeah. And I thought that that was incredible. And to me, that was when Beyonce became Beyonce. Like, not Beyonce knows, Beyonce. (laughs) So, that was big for me. Uh, Three, I had Share My World by Mary J. Blige. (laughs) Of Uh, course. (laughs) And that kind of ties into number four, which is Strip For You by R. Kelly. Both of those albums, period, were like staples in my household. <laughs> my mother played this in my world and TP2 album like it was the Bible. I think I knew that more than I knew Genesis. So um, <laughs> those are just two songs that stick out to me in regards of growing up. Um, the next one I had was What About Us by Brandy. Brandy is kind of like right behind Beyonce for me in terms of artists that I really do like worship and um, I remember What About Us is one of my favorite Brandy songs ever that video was so futuristic oh my God. Time that I just was like damn she is so fucking innovative this is everything so that was there next I have Behind the Groove by Tina Marie <laughs> <laughs> And that just reminds me again of me and my mother. Like, we just had this old school connection. I don't know if that's why I like Tina Marie so much, but I remember I had Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and they had Tina Marie on the radio station, and I got my life playing yes. that game. Um, 
Next, I had No More Drama by Mary J. Blige. I've always been emotional. And I remember I was going through shit in high school. One of my friends, actually my upstairs neighbor, (laughs) (laughs) Alex, um, I was going through shit. And we had went through some heavy, heavy fucking shit. Like, I was like, we're not going to be friends no more. And I I used to blast this shit so loud because I wanted her to hear it. <laughs> and just let her know, bitch, I, we ain't gonna have no more drama. I'm getting you out of my life, type shit. Um, the next one I had was Hang With Me Now, though, by Rich Girl. Come and that, yes! <laughs> and that's on my list because it came out this summer. I was an orientation leader in my college, which was one of the happiest moments of my life. And I just remember me and my uh, coworker, Jamie Lynn, we used to just fuck that song up. And then uh, last, it reminds me of the place that's almost nearest and dearest in my heart, which is Chicago, Illinois. (laughs) And um, I had to choose Pop Out by Miss Katie Got Bands. (laughs) 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 That was such a my life when I met two of my best friends, James and Jarvis. And life was just fucking amazing. I was in a new city and able to just do me. And I met new friends and just everything was just popping off for me. Okay. That's that's the list. That's the list. That's dope. Okay, I fuck with your list too. I'm a, like, you actually have to make that list so that I can download it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So, in the same spirit of just things that that make our hearts go boom, um, we also came up with a <laughs> a concept of building out our perfect concert from our favorite artists. So we took all of their songs. Um, compile them into a, a set list of how we would like to see them execute their concert. Um, so, saying that I went first last time, Moisha Me, it's all on you to go on and let us know who your artist is, what the concert name would be, um, and the songs. So, I actually created this list when I found out that this artist was going on tour. The artist I chose was Christina Aguilera. <laughs> And um, she's actually about to embark on a tour called the Liberation Tour in support of her new album that's coming out in June. And so I ended up getting tickets. Me and my friend John are going to go here in Houston. And I thought, well, what the fuck? Like, Christina hasn't toured in, like, 10 years, like, ever since that whole uh, Back to Basics shit. So I said, well, what would she do? What would I want to hear on this tour? And I put a list together, and I put it on Apple Music, and people were really just like, oh, that shit is really actually good. (laughs) So... I would just have it called the Liberation Tour. Okay. Uh, we're going to start off with, I don't know if y'all are familiar with the Stripped album. We're going to start off with the Stripped intro, which is a very guitar. I can see the lights going crazy, you know. Where the fuck she at? The smoke on the stage. And then I would say the first song she would go into would be Fighter. Um, definitely get the crowd amped up and, you know, get your white girl on. But, you know, she's going to be giving y'all vocals, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to see a lot of material from the Bionic album, and that's because she didn't get to tour for that album, and I feel like that album had a lot of gems on it. So after Fighter, we'll go into Not Myself Tonight, and then into Prima Donna, which are both from the Bionic album. Um, after that, I don't want like a little you know intermission costume change that she goes into Accelerate, um, and then we're gonna touch on back to basics for a little bit i want to hear makes me want to pray and then go into ain't no other man which obviously was a pretty big single for her Mm -hmm. um then i want to go into i call it the cunt the cunt series (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna go into her a little bit more fiercer 
kind of cuts and so it would be the love and glamour intro from the bionic album into the song glam which okay. ties into that and then i want her to get a little freaky and give us this new to tay from the album <laughs> uh, then we're gonna go into a little bit more of the strip down give y'all vocals this is what y'all came for we're gonna slay the fuck out y'all ears y'all shit gonna be ringing because she's giving range i want to hear walk away mm-hmm. then i want to get now, what album is that from walk away is from stripped okay and then I want to go into Loving Me For Me, which is also from Stripped. Mm-hmm. Then I want us to get a little emotional, and I want to hear Say Something, which is what that song she did with A Great Big World. Oh, yes. And then I want her to go into Hurt and just make everybody Bitch. fucking... And make everybody fucking cry. I need tears in that arena. Okay. And then everybody's sad and somber about being hurt. I want her to kind of say a message about, you know, no matter what you go through being hurt, y'all are always going to be beautiful and give us beautiful... And then I want her to give us a little bit of new material, so I would choose twice from the new album, um, Liberation. Mm-hmm. And then after everybody's cried out and stuff, you know, we're going to end this shit with a shebang. So I would go into Can't Hold Us Down. If Lil' Kim can be booked, I know she ain't doing shit. She should be on the tour <laughs> as well. I'll do her part. I want us to throw it back to where it started, Genie in the Bottle. After that, we're going to go with another hit, Lady Marmalade. And then, of course, it makes no better sense than to end with the monarch of her catalog, which is Dirty. Okay. I'm here for all of that, but you missed two major parts for me. You missed Come On Over. Ugh, no. You didn't like this song? I did, but I don't think that it was bigger than Genie in the Bottle if I had to choose a song from the first album to put on the tour. <sighs> and then you missed my favorite from Bionic, which is You Lost Me. If you're going to make bitches cry, then You Lost Me should have came after Hurt. <laughs> you Lost Me. Like, that's the first time I ever heard Christina give subtle vocals. Usually she oversings a lot. And that song, it was just like subtle power and like just that very vulnerable tone. Like, that was, I don't know, that was perfect for me. But other than that, I think that was a bomb-ass set list. Um, and because I won't be attending the, the concert, you got to let me know how that goes for you. <laughs> I got you, <laughs> but you oh, you also could have included her one song off that last album. Um, Jesus, I exactly. can't hear the night because I'm out of my mind. Oh, your body? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I could hear that in there. So we might do that for select cities, <laughs> for for Japan and London only. Right, right. For Nawasaki. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so for me, my artist of choice is Missy Elliott and, um, saying that her last, her, her album that has supposedly been coming out for like the last five years is called, um, Block Party. Why not call this the Block Party Tour? Um, and so we kick off the set list with, um, one of my faves, which is called Up Jumps the Boogie, which featured Aaliyah, Timbaland, Magoo, um, and even though Aaliyah is no longer with us, I thought it would be cool to bring out the entire old school crew onto the stage for the opening. And I feel like everybody would get like really hyped to that because everybody loved that song in the 90s. Um, which would then lead into Beat Me 911 featuring 702. <laughs> <laughs> so you just bring out all the friends in the first half of the concert. Um, so Beat Me 911 featuring 702, which would then lead into Make It Hot featuring Nicole Ray. Um, which would then lead into Socket to Me featuring the Brett and Lil' Kim. Um, which would then lead into Hot Boys featuring Eve, Nas, and Q-Tip. And then we would end the first... Are all these artists going to be there? Hell yeah. 
How is she booking all of them on the same day? It's the block party. Figure it out. Excuse you me. can't have a block party without your friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we would end the first half of the concert with All of My Grill featuring um, Big Boy and Lil Mo. We would have an intermission. Go get your snacks. Make a phone call. Oh, so y'all actually gonna have a, like a a whole intermission oh, like it's ha- a theater? Oh yeah, for sure. You have a you have a <laughs> Beyonce do intermissions all the time where she set up the next shit. You know the room no, goes but dark. She don't, she don't do it where it's like leave the room, go get your popcorn. I mean, but people do anyway though. Who them idiots do? <laughs> You can see every bit of this tour. You paid that coin for it. So after like a 15-minute intermission, you come back in the room. Room is pitch black, right? Yeah, you know, 15 minutes. Out of nowhere, you get the like the metallic silver platinum <laughs> M. The, the metallic M that hits the screen. She's a bitch. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> bitch, you better know. <laughs> Missy comes back from the motherfucking intermission and hits you with she's a bitch. Hey, from the MI. <laughs> <laughs> She's a bitch leads into lick shots, which then <laughs> which then transitions into Funky Fresh featuring Miss Jade. Oh my god. From Funky Fresh we go into Work It. And Work It would then transition into One Minute Man featuring Trina and Ludacris. Seeing the Ludacris will already be out on the stage, why not do gossip folk? Bitch, what is that in the background? Huh? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Bitch, you didn't plan your kitty. <laughs> you know what? Can you shut the fuck up? Um, okay, so Gossip Folk featuring Ludacris will then transition into Pass That Dutch, um, which will then go into Get Your Freak On. Then we're going to bring out Sierra for Lose Control. Lose Control will then go into What the Fuck? Not What the Fuck. Where they from? <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> where they from is probably one of Missy's most recent biggest hits. Um, and then we're gonna close out the concert with her her debut, "Can't Stand the Rain." I feel like you were missing some. I wasn't missing shit, bitch. That's all the Missy's hits. Name something I missed. You didn't say I'm really hot. That wasn't a hit like everything else was. That was a hit. That was more of a hit than Funky Fresh Dress. You're a lying whore. I'm a fucking truth and whore. Mm-hmm. Nope. I have uh, everything um, that matters. I would think that Missy would try to give us something recent too, so I feel like she would put I'm Better on there. I have. Um, where they from on here? Uh-uh. Where I they from is better than I'm Better. You said, <laughs> next we have what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, w- that would be a concert I, w- I would pay money to. I'd show up for that. I'd pay at least 150 so you got a lot of cuts on yours. Like you got to be a Missy fan to know some of that shit. No, if you don't know these songs, then fuck you. Like, come on now. And you miss Takeaway. Takeaway. I ain't nobody trying to hear that sad ass shit. This is a block party. Get your freak on. I did say get your freak on. Get your freak on came before Lose Control. Oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a block party. You're supposed to have fun, not cry and weep. This ain't Christina Aguilera, <laughs> bitch. You know she would do a fucking tribute to Aaliyah. She does, and, and with the opening track, Up Jumps the Boogie. <laughs> that ain't a damn tribute. <laughs> it is a tribute. A little bit of wanting something. I celebrate her a... death, y'all. <laughs> you don't celebrate nobody's death. You celebrate their legacy, bitch. Whatever. 
Jesus, let me live. But that's my concert list, y'all. But no, that was good. I, as a Missy fan, I approve. Okay. Well, it's time for y'all favorite segment, the juice. The juice. The juice. So R. Kelly is back on the juice um, for the same shit that he was on the juice for when we first started the show a year ago, and it's for touching girls. Um, but he's finally now getting some backlash for it. Like Spotify and Apple and Tidal, all of them are doing this anti R. Kelly smear campaign where they are snatching him off of all the playlists um, so that his music is not as easily discoverable. Um, while they aren't snatching him off the platforms, taking an artist off of the playlist does kind of hit, hit them with a heavy blow because it stops certain songs that were not mainstream from being found. So, I mean, I would rather than just snatch him off completely. Because when you're as big as R. Kelly, what's, what's being taken off a playlist really going to do to you? Nothing. Listen, not a damn. I just feel like leave R. Kelly, leave Morgan Freeman, leave Bill Cosby the fuck alone. We have, and I'm not advocating for assault or rape but or aren't anything you? like that. I'm not. But the thing is, for one, all these things with R. Kelly are accusations. Nothing has legally in court said you've been proven guilty of X, Y, and Z. And even so, there's been plenty of stories of people that have been proven guilty for shit they actually didn't do. So at the end of the day, the only real truth is going to be what R. Kelly knows. Um, I don't think that their music and their legacy should be banned because of things that that happened in their personal life. I feel the same way when it comes to Bill Cosby. Y'all bitches claim y'all took a, a molly in 1952 and now y'all want to sue in 2018. Let that man die peacefully and with a good legacy. Like, get the fuck out of here. I just... Well, I, yeah, I don't know. I think we just have to disagree on that one because your legacy is bullshit and you're a sad-ass liar because you ain't living your life right. And he's just supposed to be able to, like, coast on good music and not good behavior? We all not living our lives right. Yeah, but some living better than others. And I can guarantee you, out of all the shit I've done, I ain't never unwillingly touched somebody. Like I guarantee it's a lot of y'all aunties mm-mm. and nieces and mothers that have been... I ain't gonna go there. All I'm saying is, if there's something wrong with the bitch, there's something wrong with the pup. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? And I'm saying, mama should have taught you better. I don't know. The jury's out on it. I really don't want to think that R. Kelly did these heinous things that he's being accused of. But if he did, I feel like let that man serve his justice, put him in the pen, you know, give him whatever legally he needs to do. But don't let that disrupt his legacy, baby. Like, the songs ain't got nothing to do with who he's sticking his dick inside of. Mm-mm. So, I just feel like it's stupid to me that they're taking it from the playlist. If I was R. Kelly, I'd snatch that shit all up myself and say, well, y'all not making no money off of me. Well, and I'm gonna sell all my shit. Okay? And I'm gonna sell all my shit independently on rkelly.com, where you can also get you a piss cup. <sighs> okay. Alright, Marcus. <laughs> yep, that just about did it for me. Ah! Yeah, these is jokes. These is jokes. Well, I'm glad we got to celebrate this anniversary because I think this is gonna be the last scene and season. Because <laughs> you know what, <laughs> well, you can get you a you can get you an honorary piss cup, huh? I'm screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Jesus. Um, What's so wide? It's a piss cup. I guess there's no need to really go too deep into Morgan Freeman and his his unfortunate shenanigans. 
But he which which he didn't even really do shit. He just pretty much like he made nasty old man passes at a at a woman. I don't think he ever even no. touched her. He didn't even make nasty old man passes. When they showed the evidence, quote unquote, of the video, she goes, This is the video where he made a pass at me. And Robin Williams, I believe, or someone else was on the set and he was talking about how he told the woman, Congratulations on her pregnancy and she wasn't pregnant. And all Morgan Freeman said was, Oh, I wish I was there. That was it. Yeah, but then there was another the situation where he told one woman that she looked ripe. Like ripe for the picking. I mean, it's all <laughs> it's all nasty little old man jokes kind of thing. I don't think he went as far as R. Kelly and had bitches in dungeons and shit, but just inappropriate behavior. And I don't think at some point they got to stop taking all these accusations so seriously because everybody is just popping about the Woolworths and it's just it's like a it's mayhem. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Moving on from all the sexual. Innuendo and touching and all that stuff. Uh, the Billboard Billboard Awards happened. Janet got honored, and Normani slayed the night. Normani slayed Janet. She did. Old or new Janet? We, Let me. If we talking facts, <laughs> if we talking facts, Normani slayed Janet. Um, I am glad that Janet received an award. I definitely think she's deserving of it. Um, and the reason I'm not going to disrespect is because she inspired my fave who my fave has paid homage to her plenty of times. Ooh. But for Janet Jackson, I feel like Janet Jackson got to where she is because of whose sister she is, if we're going to be 100% honest. I feel like if there was no Jackson 5, if there was no Michael Jackson, it would have been a lot harder for her to become this cultural icon, quote-unquote, that she's become for people. Um, mm-hmm. In that essence, too, I do also want to say that I was kind of disappointed by her song choices for the for the finale performance. I feel like there could have been, you know, more like a doesn't really matter into if into, you know, some of the more mainstream type mm-hmm. stuff. I feel like she did like black cat. And I'm like, girl, who wants to hear that <laughs> dated bullshit, you know? But um yeah, that's how I felt. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I completely agree with you on the whole Jackson thing. I do feel like I don't give a fuck. Ooh. Ooh. Does it look like I give a fuck? Almost reverted back to our old days of dragging <laughs> each other on air. And then we got saved and changed. Do it! So I'm going to stay there. I'm going to stay in that good place, that Jesus place, for your sake. Well, um, I do feel like Ben Jackson helped her, for sure. But Janet's talent speaks for itself as well. So she may not have had such an easy transition into stardom. But she would have always become a star. Uh, Joe Jackson had a lot to do with it. Okay. He had a lot to do with instilling that workmanship, that grind hard till you own it type procedure that he did like with the Jackson 5. I feel like he did the same thing with her when she said she wanted to be a singer. Um, but she did blossom into her own when she came out with Rhythm Nation and that was even better than the stuff when Joe had the control. That's very so, true. Um, I, I I can say that Janet is a legend with a relaxed heart. I can say that, and I do think she's deserving of the Icon Award. Um, but I, it's hard to have an opinion without people labeling you as a hater. I just I've never been a hundred percent. Oh my God, I'm I'm team to be the Joe. I can I can see that. Um, okay, that's fair. Um, but overall, the Billboard Awards were just okay. 
Um, like we said, the highlight moment for me was Normani doing her damn thing. And the bonus, the extra gotcha gotcha moment is the fact that Camilla got to sit in the audience and watch her burn the fucking stage up. Like it was an extra fuck you bitch for doing what you did. For leaving but the that's group. if Camilla that was if Camilla was watching because I think the bitch might have made a slick move for the bathroom or backstage. <laughs> you know, a scandalous bitch like that, I would not put it past her. She probably did. Right. I could see. I was thinking the same thing. Um, but no, Normani is definitely a star on the rise. Um, one to watch for sure. I just I'm excited to see her continue to grow and like hear this album come out because she already has the likes of Missy on her side and Beyonce has already given her her stamp of approval and like so she has eyes on her. I just hope that you know she takes advantage of all this attention. Whoever's on her team, there was a smart move to put her on that Khalid song and give her like a spotlight moment. Yeah. So. Yeah, I totally agree. I think she's on her way to becoming the next Beyonce. So uh, I'm excited to see what she brings to the table. Yeah, uh, Rachel Dozoy <laughs> is on her way to the Why house. Why that girl Dozoy? How you how, how you pronounce the baby's name? <laughs> Rachel Dozal. It's not Dozal. It's, I think it's Dolazoy. Dolazoy. No, it's not Dolazoy. Dolazoy. Whatever. <laughs> she um. Not only is she on her way to prison, but recently she released a um, a biography of sorts onto Netflix. And yeah, I've been to watch that. Yeah, it's funny. It's like comedy at best because she's really convinced that she is a black woman. <laughs> and like their image, <laughs> I can't even take it serious because like they catch her in her bathroom, like giving herself a sew in. Um, she she went and spoke at <laughs> she went and spoke at it looked like a university, and it was all these black women in the um the auditorium hall, <clears throat> and Rachel's talking or whatever, and then she opens up the floor for questions, and the black women unleashed hell on this bitch, and she was up there looking like she was on the verge of crying, like. But, like, nobody's buying the shit, sis. You aren't black, no matter how much... See, this -hmm. is why I hate you black bitches, though. Because we always want people to understand what we go through and have compassion for us, da-da-da-da. And granted, this may not be the correct way to go about it by pretending to be somebody that you're not just to show support. But I do feel as if Rachel probably has some sort of identity issues and the only race she feels comfortable identifying with is black people and i feel like even though she may not be black i think it's beautiful that she wants to be a part of the struggle she wants to immerse herself into culture not just be like oh i donated to it she wants to be a part of it so i feel like y'all are dragging her too much i don't mind like, do whatever you want to do with your body. Claim whatever set you want to claim, rep it, whatever. But don't pretend to understand the struggle because you will never understand it because you have not come from that. That is not who you naturally are. So, like, it's one thing to dress up and do blackface, but to act as if you understand all of the shit that black people have had to endure over the years and try to compare it to the fact that people are now coming at you for trying to be something that you're not. Like, there is no comparison. There is no level playing field for you to put that on. So don't do that because it's disrespectful to those who actually have been a part of the struggle and who go through it every fucking day. That's what gets me. They say that her parents had uh, adopted some black kids. I'm sorry, that don't make you black. 
I know, but listen, they had adopted some black kids and that, you know, they used to have them in the dungeon and, you know, yep. make them do mm-hmm. uh, slavery type things. And I feel like Rachel probably, she she didn't have anybody else to identify with. So she identified with who was her brothers and sisters. Yeah. And I think maybe through them, she kind of got that misidentity of who she is and she felt more comfortable with them than her racist ass, conniving ass white parents. So, I mean, I can get it. Yes, Rachel, don't put on the front to say you're some somebody that you're not, especially when it's representing a culture that goes through things that you don't necessarily have to go through. You're just choosing to. But at the same token, I feel like, bitch, if if a nigga want to go ahead and put his dick to the back and say, call me Stacy, and we got to go around talking about her, her, okay. her, then why the fuck we can't call Rachel Black if that's who she chooses to identify with? And that's why I say I don't mind you doing that. Like, be who you want to be. Because don't you... ain't that what they say about transgender? Yes. That transgenders basically have a different identity. They were born differently. Okay, then. Well, she's racial uh, trans. And that's an exceptional argument. But what I need her to understand is that you will never be the victim. You'll always be the witness. So do you feel like for uh, uh, Laverne Cox, she'll always be a nigga? Hell yeah. That's who you were born as. I don't care what way you split it, tuck it, and suck it. You'll always be a man. What you do to your exterior does not change who you are on the inside. Disgusting. Sorry. That's how Sue sees it. I don't think you're a man. Never mind. See, we could do this all night. We could do this all night. Um, So, and lastly, did you hear that your girl Roseanne got canceled for her racist fat ways? Rightfully so. Like, I hadn't even heard the story until today when I heard that the show got canceled, but the show, like, came back after years of being off air to, like, blockbuster, like, viewership. Like, I think they had 16 million views for, like, the first episode of this reboot, and it had already been renewed through season three, and all that shit got shut down today by ABC when Roseanne was on Twitter making racist remarks about, um... Wasn't it President Obama's assistant or something? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, she um pretty much called her an ape. Mm-hmm. And uh, ABC said, bitch, we're going to show you who beat their chest. And they shut that shit down. So, back to the unemployment line, Roseanne Barr. Thanks for you. Yeah, I think that Roseanne has always been a racist-ass bitch. I don't realize how, I've um, never realized how much of a bigot bitch she was. <laughs> like I had never really paid yeah. attention. She said a lot of slick shit on the low over the years, so I think it's rightfully so that now she'll be on the unemployment line, getting wig right next to all the niggas she's talking shit about. Okay. Saying that you love portraying white trash families on TV, now you can actually join the minority. Boom! Look at God. Okay, well, he always working out. Always. He'll give you what you want. <laughs> uh, that being said, we are going to close it out, you guys. Um, and we'll be back soon, of course, um, because it's summertime and all the bops flow in the summer. So, all the hits. All the hits. Um, Nicki Minaj has an album coming out soon, um, even though she just pushed it back. <laughs> um, right, that, that It'd be fun to see what she releases the next single. But speaking of which, as we close out, I fucking love Chung Lee now. As you should have been, love. I don't know what was going on, but like I'm feeling it now. It's my summer jam thus far, and yeah, I'm excited to see what else she got coming out. And every and that goes for everybody else who has like projects on the up and up. Um, so yeah, it was fun doing this with y'all. Yes. And in a few days, remember the On the Run tour is about to kick off. We still have no new music, 
Um, yeah. So I guess she got all of us dumb bitches for our money. Which will be the uh, second time she did it because she did that during the yeah. Miss Carter tour too. Yep, and we ate that shit. <laughs> we ate that shit the fuck up. So, um, and I'll be eating it up in September. I so. mean, look, she might shut my fat ass up and drop something this Friday right before the tour. I don't so know. So, when's I the first night? It. I think it's June 6th. Mm, okay. It's coming up. Well, it'll be interesting to see. I, I just pray it's not a joint album with Jay Z. I don't want that. Yeah. I, I don't want that either. Stop forcing Camel on us. Anyway, we don't want him. Y'all have a great week. Um, Marcus, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, J Pen. It's been fun doing this with you for a year, and I hope we have a whole nother year to do this and continue to cut the fuck up and make people laugh. Cheers to us. <laughs> Mazel. We will talk to y'all soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye.